and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. And today I would like to discuss a topic based on an email that I received from one of our listeners. I'd like to read to you the body of the email. It would be nice to get clarity on how the men in a relationship and woman in a relationship are supposed to show up. What exactly are the quote unquote roles? Now, this topic is fascinating and has so many different angles and dimensions. Of course, as a religious person, uh, none of you should be surprised as I will tell you that God created two genders, male and a female. Each gender is an expression of something very specific and unique. And while we generally associate a man and a woman with the ideas of a male basically embodied in a man and a female being embodied in a woman, I'd like to offer um, a different angle and perhaps a deeper understanding of what these roles symbolize and how if we understood them and have more clarity about them, um, we'll be able to apply them in our relationships and allow that to result in a more dynamic, deeper encounter with our spouses or long-term partners. Now, in the Torah, according to Jewish sources, the terms for male and female is Zachar, male, and Nekeva, a female. What is fascinating about these words from the original ancient Hebrew text is that each word actually is an expression of a very deep reality um, that meant to symbolize in one word the essence of each of those creations. When the original primordial male and female were created and God gave them these names, Zahar Nekeva, each one was meant to symbolize something unique and something special and something that only each one could fulfill. Now, the term male, which in Hebrew is Zahar, is an expression of infinite potential. And according to many ancient sources, there is an idea that the physical body is just an expression of our deeper spiritual realities. So if you ever wonder about the following question, why is it that a man, a male, produces millions of potentials, right? In the reproductive process, a male produces millions of potentials and is capable of reproducing over and over again to, to certain ways to a unlimited degree. Whereas a female, a woman, actually carries a finite amount of potential in the form of an egg that reside in her ovaries. That number is set upon birth and that number cannot be increased or decreased. And when the woman goes through her regular monthly cycle, a single egg is released. And so if you picture this paradigm where the male embodies this infinite potential and a female embodies a single egg, and when those two come together, what ends up being is that the female selects, so to speak, a single one of the man's infinite potentials. She takes it, unites it with her egg, and then the male leaves, and the female alone spends nine months going through the process of transforming a single egg, or at that point, two cells that combine, and what results in nine months later, the most complicated phenomenon known on the planet, which is a human being. Why is that process taking place almost entirely through the female. And one of the fascinating ideas that I've heard from one of my teachers is that that is precisely what symbolizes and signifies the roles of the two genders. Namely, that the male, what a male is all about, is male loves to live in a state of potential. Males are a spark of ideas, 
of novelties of intellectual explorations however they have they possess very little strength natural strength to establish and to nurture a single thing and so that's why it's not uncommon right that i mean it's almost cliche to say men cheat um Unfortunately, this generation, right, we could say there's plenty of women who aren't faithful as well. But traditionally, right, it's a concept that was almost kind of exclusively reserved for a male, right? It's like a male thing to do, to be unfaithful. And part of the explanation is, is because a male who is not directed and does not live within proper healthy boundaries, what he winds up doing is he winds up seeking out multiple partners because he lives in a place where there's a constant craving for newness, for new energy, for novelties, for sparks of new energies, new ideas. And so a male winds up being this expression of constant sparks and, and cravings for new sparks and new frontiers. Female, on the other hand, that, that the metaphorical symbol of female, which is nikeva in Hebrew, the root of that word is nigba, which means to establish, to make permanent. When we say koveya, to fix, to make something fixed and implanted. And that's exactly what a female does. Female takes that man, man's spark, takes his potential, and she gives it full blossom and full realization. And she does that work almost entirely alone, without really any further input from the male. Notice, at this point, I have shifted us away from the man and woman labels, and we've been pretty much entirely floating in the concepts of male and female. And the reason I want to go there, this is maybe what might present a bit of a novelty, is that what I've come to see with work after working with many couples is that this aspect of male and female is something that actually resides in a man and in a woman. Both of those qualities do exist in each one of us. There are times that we find ourselves being activated and giving expression to ideas and there are sparks of genius of thought and exploration that happens in each one of us, a man or a woman. And then there are times when we're pausing and we're reflecting and we're just trying to figure out how do I establish and cement and take, take real permanent root to some idea that I've been exploring or thinking about or you know, in the realm of personal development. And therefore, really it lives in, in each one of us, inside each one of us, both qualities. There are times when we show up as a male and there are times we show up as a female. And what becomes tricky is that if we don't walk around with that awareness, when a male and a female begin to interact and a romantic relationship comes forth, if there isn't recognition that we are multidimensional beings and therefore there are times when we want to show up in a relationship with ideas and thoughts and we want to bounce them off the other person and we would like to get input and encouragement and support and there are other times where we just want to sit back and pull back and take a break and kind of almost be like at a, a rest area where we just pause and just allow ourselves to internalize what's taking place and really let it take root and to the to the other person our spouses or long-term partners we may appear like hey what's going on over here the other day you were all lit up and tons of energy and you had all this output now all of a sudden i can't get a word out of you what's going on make up your mind and the flaw of that approach as a recipient spouse or a long-term partner is that that's an attempt to box in your partner your spouse into a single category 
Because essentially what it's saying is you're asking your partner, hey, why aren't you being a male right now? Or, hey, why aren't you being a female right now? And the problem with that mindset is we're not single-dimensional beings. We are multidimensional, highly complex, and we're so to speak, spinning on all axes at all moments of our lives. And so there will be times where we show up with a female dominant energy, where we just want to establish something and make it good and strong and real. And there'll be times when we just have lots of ideas and we just want to pour them out. And we don't want yet to establish anything concrete and we don't want to be committed all the way. And that's where tension results because people who do not perceive, couples that don't perceive that there is this value to be multidimensional and they want their partner to be operating on a single track make this fatal error because they show up therefore with an expectation that i will always be a male or i will always be a female and the reality is is that i'm both and each of these qualities will play out in me whether it's in different phases in life whether it's going to be in different circumstances the man ravel with that in mind i'd like to explore couple of more characteristics or as the the listener who reached out to me in the email um, expressed you know what are the roles so i'd like to share with you some additional roles or qualities that play out in this male female paradigm another very important quality that we learn from um, ancient sources jewish sources is this idea of a mashpia somebody who gives over in and influences and a makabal a recipient very often in the relationship right if we watch a couple interact we will find that what takes place between them is this very interesting exchange where one person is i guess let's call it the leader and the other person is a follower or we see that one person kind of really gives off a dominant energy in the dynamic and the other person is more of like a, a servient nature and just willing to oblige and follow along with whatever instructions the leader of the relationship presents and once again the reality is though is that we all have times where we want to give over and we want to be the influencer we want to be the catalyst in our relationships and there are other times where we want to just be a recipient and we want to experience the other partner in a leadership role as the influencer as the guide for the relationship and again a crucial mistake that happens so often in relationships and very often is discussed in my office when couples come in and they explore their dynamic what they find is they maintained too much of a narrow mindset and they assumed that once you are going to be a certain role you must live out that role at all times until you die the reality is is that we all need times where we're able to pause and be a macabre where we can just receive and we are in a certain way a passive role in a certain way a receiving role we just want to be a vessel that accepts and takes in information or comfort or ideas or suggestions or potential solutions and there are times where we don't want to be recipients we want to be doers and shakers and influencers and the challenge is to be able to engage in this dance with our couples with our partners in a way that we recognize that hey you know what i can understand and i can respect there are times you need to be a leader and there are times you just want to kind of be the passenger in the car and enjoy the ride and the scenery and you want me to lead the way and there are times that 
It's very important for you to be acknowledged and noticed and recognized as the leader and as the influencer, as the one who's bringing a certain energy to the relationship. And so the last place where I'd like to arrive and stop for, for today is this idea of a giver and a taker. And again, what often happens and couples constantly discuss this issue of they begin to demonize each other where I give everything and the other person just takes um, or the other person says, you know, like, oh, well, I enjoy receiving and I'm, I'm really not such a big fan of giving. And the reality is, is that both must be expressed. And even though generally giving or taking may be labeled under the umbrella of a male or female characteristic. What is most important to recognize, and I think the main lesson I would like to, to have as a takeaway from this episode, is that it's so important in that dynamic exchange with a partner to recognize that I can wear both hats. I do not have to be a male at all times, and I do not have to be a female at all times. In fact, what makes for a healthy relationship is when the couple gives each other that safe space that we explored in the earlier episodes uh, to allow to experiment and to try out, so to speak, wearing different hats. And sometimes wearing a hat of a female and sometimes wearing a hat of a male and seeing how they can accommodate each other when each one feels that calling to express themselves in that way. And through that ability to engage in this dance and have a pulse of each other, the relationship that evolves is a much more healthy dynamic encounter that allows for production of symphony. One of my teachers always said that the relationship is not about marching to the same beat. We're not supposed to be a you know military march and everybody's following within the same step. A relationship is meant to be a symphony. There are different instruments and there are different music that's being produced. But when they all come together and synchronize, something much deeper and more beautiful is produced. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.